This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. We- and then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. Nothing's changed, I still love you. It's... But I was also so clueless about music. Like I'd heard the Smiths, and I was like, I was like, "This guy's pretty rad." And they're like, "Yeah, it's the Smiths." Uh-huh. <laughs> like I knew that. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> I know. I was just saying, like, how cool are they? Like, <laughs> right. no idea. I didn't know anything. Welcome to Y Tunes Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives, with your host, comedian and radio personality Maggie Mayfield, and Hollywood's secret weapon David Earl Waterman. This is Y Tunes Shuffle. This is gonna be this is gonna be a really fun episode, you guys. It's I, called Y Tunes Shuffle. My name is Maggie Mayfield, your host. My co-host David Earl Waterman, aka Hollywood's Secret Weapon. Hello, music lovers. <laughs> um, just so you know that we call him that because he likes to name drop people in Hollywood like nobody's business. So you'll just be telling us stories like, "Oh, I know Alanis Morissette. That's no big deal." I, I could play that house. game too. It's annoying. <laughs> it is not game. annoying. You know, I, I, I used Maggie. to have that problem myself, but my girlfriend cured me of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, and yours will too. She's from Brazil, so everything that I say is going to be new information, and it'll be exciting <laughs> yeah. and, and, and like so the we're... love boat, exciting and new. <laughs> no, I have. No, I'm shameless. I am really shameless about it because I have nothing else to really hang my hat on except things that have already happened. Okay. Our guest today, Max Feitelson, musician, songwriter, singer, lead singer. Correct. Of the band called Max Fight. Correct. And you've brought with you your bass player. I have. Mr. <laughs> Carl Rather. Ra- in his Wait. Where'd I go? Where'd Where did go? you go? Oh! I can hear I, I can hear me. And I can I, This is just like our shows, Carl. Yeah, I, I can never I hear you. They just plug my microphone in Bring. and I'll fuck in the water. Check one, two, <laughs> check, mic check. It was on, but now it's not on. Yeah. Oh, the world does not want to hear me. We had like one good day where it was working and now it's not working. Yeah. It just hates me. Um Can we share this thing? Yeah. I think okay. so. Yeah, why not? You know? Carl, get it's gonna in like here. randomly work. Do a do a do a Lennon McCartney thing. So that's yeah. called um I was thinking it's more like E Street band style. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> jump jump right in there. Jump uh, right in there. Thank boss. you for the reference. The that's cool. And, and my chair's broken. Everything's broken. My chair is broken. Uh-oh. That We're means there's a, a rock studio. band in okay. here. All right. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Max Fight. And Carl Ratherson. Can you guys talk about how you met? Absolutely. Um, I was uh, playing in a band called The High on Lows, which is a punk band based in California, which has uh, been on hiatus for a couple of years. So as that band was at its height and playing a ton of shows in Hollywood, yeah. we had played with Carl's, I think, two bands, Stiletto Black and then Max Katie. Coincidentally, another Max name band. It's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so I had seen Carl play. We had some mutual friends. So when this project was, you know, getting ready to start, a friend of mine was kind of filling in on bass until I found someone. Mm-hmm. So I had Carl in mind because I saw him at, you know, we had shared the stage multiple times and I just knew right away. I was like, I wanted to hit that dude up at, you know, some point. Uh, so you this, saw him on stage and you're like, that guy's cool. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he looks, he looks the part. He's good. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> he's good. Uh, and the singer of that band, I knew pretty well, and I we were at Swingers one night with a few of us, and I just asked her uh, if she thought Carl would be interested. So one thing led to another. She gave me his number, and uh, there you go. I hit him up, and he was like, send me the music, and send him the album, and we had a conversation the next day, and there you go. Yeah, and, and he this, liked it. this project, you said, for this project, that's how you guys came together. So prior to this, you were in a couple of different bands, and you 
started out what how old were you when you got into music and wanting to perform and play out live um well i started playing pretty young and i took a little bit of a break so i was about uh 25 25 years old yeah i was okay. a little bit yeah a little on the other side yeah that's encouraging for people that are thinking yeah. about maybe getting into yep. it. yeah i had been playing for like you know five six years obsessively Pro- playing guitar and but it took me a little while to kind of you know take okay. the plunge and Beautiful. go all in beautiful know? okay and decide like making music is what you want to be when you grow up. Correct. I mean, I had that idea when I was a very young child, which you'll hear about later, I'm sure. But okay, yeah, you know, before it came to reality, it okay. always took a little longer. Yeah. And, and and both you guys are from California, born and raised. No. Well, where are you born and raised, Carl? I was born in Washington D.C., raised in Northern Virginia. What? Tell wow. me more about Washington D.C. I'm about to go there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, um, well, it's going to be humid right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, lots of thunderstorms. Yes. Uh, good baseball town, even though the Nationals are not going to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. okay. unfortunately. They got shelled 12 to 1 today. Uh, <laughs> lots to do, though. Uh, I mean, it's-, it's Do a, you ever get sick of the museums? You know, it's weird. I had to move to Los Angeles to go home and go to the museums. Got it. I Typical, never, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, ne- I never went to them as a kid. I mean, like maybe like a field trip in like third grade or something. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, never really went to them. I, I mean, grew up in New Jersey and that's where our field trips were. So I'm excited to go as an adult and do it because I want to. Like I'm excited about it, not and because then, mom was like, here's down, my signature. <laughs> and then you can go downstairs to like the little cafeterias and get a glass of wine. What? Mm. <laughs> Overpriced, but you can still get a glass of wine. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah you can't walk around the museum with it, yeah. but you know. No, you drink it immediately and then you feel great through the entire thing. Yeah, they got beer too, craft beers. All right. The There's Lincoln Memorial of... has the Kentucky bourbon. It's got the, <laughs> the triple X jug downstairs. <laughs> I would say if you want to check out like all the memorials, mm-hmm. do it at night when they're all lit up. Okay. It's magical. Okay. Yeah. But how will I take a selfie at night? I'm just Flash. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't forget the memorials. Don't forget the memorials. And then Max? I was born in South Florida, West oh. Palm Beach, and then I moved to Seattle. So raised in Seattle. Raised, raised in, in Seattle? Seattle? What part? Where? Uh, Ballard. Okay. So for all my friends that may listen to this, Ballard forever. Yeah. We're, we That's have like a lot on of the east side. Ballard. Uh, like you cross the, like you cross the bridge. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not I lo- too far away from downtown. I loved Seattle. I love Maybe Seattle so much. I went there and I was like, I'm going to get a radio job there. This is true. Uh-huh. And I literally just got, I quit everything I had here, got on a train with like two suitcases, hit somebody up randomly on Craigslist, got a place to stay, went downtown to the fish market, got a job at that French place that's like right near where they throw the fish. Mm-hmm. And then like a weekend, I wound up getting an overnight gig. Uh, it was called 1035 The Mountain at the time. Up in oh, Seattle. Up in Seattle. What year, <clears throat> what year was that? Oh God, 2007? Okay, yeah, I was gone at that point. The okay. Mountain. I was sucked in by LA at that point. Well, yeah. but I know? cannot, <laughs> I cannot imagine that growing up in Seattle might have been like growing up in Woodstock. Or I mean, my reference I'm trying to belaborly make is like what a music scene and how tuned into that were you growing up? Was that helpful or were you extremely aware of it? helpful? Yeah, I mean, I was unlike um, not going to the museums growing up in D.C. You were into the museums. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was in Seattle and yeah. I was going to shows that were free when I was you know 13, 14 years old. Cool. I called uh, peace concerts, nice. and then there was uh, like. Uh, there was one called, it was at Seattle Center. I can't remember. It was 
I'll think of it. They were free. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing like Mud Honey and Sunny Day Real Estate, and imagine. I was a little kid. You know, I can just, imagine. Yeah, yeah like it, you know, we would run around the streets all grunged out, and I had writing all over my jeans. I had like Nirvana, Nevermind, <laughs> and like saw all the song titles on every like like I would take a sharpie and write on my jeans. You know, that's amazing. Yeah, um, the, yeah. So it obviously it had a huge um, influence. You'll be tapped me. for CNN's The Eighties. Because they'll want to know, or the nineties, actually, the nineties, yeah, the nineties, dating myself. Yeah. Ah. Like, that was that was Nirvana, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which definitely explains song number one. So shall we jump right in? Let's do it. Let's All do right, it. Here I we don't go. know any of these songs. Holy shit! Sing along, Carl. Your mic works. <laughs> I just have to do the mic works. So, Soundgarden. Fuck yes. This, so, this song uh-huh. um, the, was my first thought of this list that you asked me for. Yeah. Because this was my first show I ever went to. Oh, wow. Which would wow. be Lollapalooza in 1992. Was your very first concert? Correct. Oh, hang on to that one. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Uh, I was obsessed with Soundgarden. I still am. Uh-huh. Um, I, I mean, I, this is still one of my favorite bands. It's hard to say my favorite, but why this uh, particular most song? Influential because that day when they played this song. I mean, first of all, it was like the, it was the the big hit off of Bad Motor Finger. Okay, and it, you know, I'm a sucker for like the catchiest riff, <laughs> you know, off the record or the You're catchiest right. like melody. Although there's a lot of them on that record, but every time they would play this live, it would just you know, it would, and Chris would not play guitar on this, and so he would just roam around the stage with the mics. So when I was a kid, I was like picking up on details like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. And, so when that when they played that song, I mean, it just I got smothered. I was about you know five feet tall, maybe. You know, I was like oh, when 12. you saw them the first yeah. time. Yeah. So I got smothered by the crowd, and it was just an insane. Who'd you go experience. with? What was the group? Who was the crew? Yeah. You know, what'd I you went do before, during, and after. I went with uh, my friend. His name is Patrick Dude. Patrick Dude, not, German Love. German kid. His name's Patrick Dude. Um, <laughs> that is a great name. This was actually in Florida before I moved to Seattle. So I had looked like I had my hair was really long and you know, I looked like a little Kurt Cobain. I was, you know, trying to emulate Kurt. So me and Patrick went with his father, Harold. Oh, he dad? took us, just the three of us. So I remember sitting on the hill and smelling weed for the first time and you know, he actually gave us a little bit of beer and like, wow. yeah. So if I remember correctly, I think Pearl. Jam, it was Lush was the I think the first band we might have missed a band, but we definitely saw Lush. I don't know if you remember that band that oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that all girl. They were they were badass. Mm-hmm. And I think Pearl Jam went on before Soundgarden, but I remember coming. You know, we had a spot on the hill, and his dad would just kind of chill there and let us roam around. We would just go and you know, come back and then go and come back. And when they, when Soundgarden came on, it was like, we just ran down the hill, like, Roo, you know, like it was the most <laughs> exciting, exhilarating thing. So I just remember outshined um, when they played that, uh, it just, Chris didn't have a guitar on. He was like roaming around and stomping his feet, you know, and just getting the crowd going. And I was like, right. I want to do this, you know? <laughs> so I knew then I was like, I'm going to do this someday. You know? But you hadn't picked up an instrument yet. I had, I had tinkered around on a guitar. A okay. uh, little bit, so yeah. It was happening. It was happening, it was happening and the, the seed was planted, for sure. Who bought you your first guitar? My dad. 
Yeah, and it was actually his that he bought for himself a few years prior to take lessons for himself, mm-hmm. uh, which that never happened. I you think didn't he take took. One I think he took one lesson, maybe, if I remember correctly. It was a long time ago. Max Senior, or what's his it's name? Stu. His name's Stu. What his name do, is Stu. What did he do for a living? He was a pro tennis player back in the day. Wow. Um, pretty. Neato. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, 85 now. Mm-hmm. He was almost 50 when he had me. So he's done a lot. It's had a, it's had a good life. But he he was a pro tennis player. Then he got into insurance. So he was an insurance salesman, so he worked for himself, and he would go do tennis tournaments up until, I mean, he still is, you know, playing. He mm-hmm. still plays? He still plays, yeah. Yep, not, not, a- not professionally, but, you know, he's still, like, in these leagues and all of a sudden Healthy Seattle. guy. Yeah. Healthy guy, yeah. Cool. Do you ever play your dad? Tennis? In tennis? Yeah. Uh, I, it's not been about some- 20 years, but I used to. Uh-huh. I, when I was a kid, I was very good. My dad was very, like, you know, set on me being an athlete. Did you like uh, it, or was it like, oh, fine, Dad, we'll do this? It was a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I was very competitive. Mm-hmm. I was very good. Did you play any other sports? Yeah, I played baseball, played lacrosse, played a uh, little football, played some soccer. So you played all yeah. of them? Pretty, pretty, good. Play, That's pretty, pretty good family, right? Brothers, sisters, mom, everybody yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, older brother, younger sister, older half-sister. Okay, oh, there's mm-hmm. always mom. that element. Almost every one of our guests, there's the haves and the adopteds yeah. and mm-hmm. the weird kid that moved in. You know, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> we're all we're all on we're on board. We're all yeah, right on. So that's where it all started. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. Right out of the gate. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. First show, Biggie. All right, here we go. Song number two. Yeah, dog. I knew it. I knew. I could feel it, but I wasn't sure. And there it is. Giving out some like rad concerts in heaven right now. Uh, I mean, can you imagine the jam? Yeah, right. Insane. I'd be front row. It's out of at least twice a week. It's out of this world. Yeah, no kidding. How'd Uh, you find him? The Florida reference. Yeah, right. He's from Florida. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, God, I can't remember the moment that I first listened to Petty, but it must be in the car Mm. uh, with my mom. Huh. My mom is not a big rock listener, but she would let me futz with the radio. My dad was very, we're listening to Fats Domino, who I love, uh-huh. or, or Chuck Berry, who's coming up. Uh-huh. Uh, 50s rock, jazz. My dad was a big jazz guy and, you know, blues, all that stuff. Big, big music guy. But my mom's car, she would be, you know, listening to, she, she's not a huge, like, music listener. So she'd let me play with the radio and I would find rock stations. So I think I heard, like, Refugee and I got into Tom Petty in the 80s when I was a kid. And I remember seeing all the videos on MTV because I used to be glued to MTV with, right? like, 88 89, yes. you know, those those years. The reason why I picked this song, though, is because, I mean, I love all of Tom Petty's music, but we cover this song. We actually recorded our own version of this, oh, which cool. we haven't released yet. We're navigating that. Uh, so that's why I chose this, and we played this regularly in our set, and we played this for the first time, I think it was about a year and a half ago, at a venue in San Diego. might have been the first time. Yeah. That one tour we did, the first- Very first tour we did. Yeah, the first tour we yeah. did about a year and a half ago. We played it fourth. 
well received people well received yeah. and then yeah. four days later for the like it was just a short tour and we played the viper room for the last show and cool. we played it at the viper and it was packed on a, like a monday night wow we opened up this night called the sunset jam and uh we played that and it just everyone loved it and i yeah. like jumped off the stage had a wireless guitar on so i was like oh, cool. we extended the solo out and everyone was just like ah so we're like you know we're playing this song forever yeah like we play it every show pretty much you know and then he passed away mm. sadly so you know we coincidentally had a tour maybe like a week later like days after he passed away we started Within it like a week yeah yeah so we had been playing this song in our set for nine months yeah can yeah. i get your opinion on something yeah uh, i recently had a conversation with a friend of mine about people in the audience singing with the artist. There was a mm -hmm. friend of mine that was like, I really can't stand it when I'm watching an artist perform and there's like a 50 people like, you know. Singing along. Singing along. Uh -huh. and, and my take was, you know, I was singing with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. They were singing outdoors and I was singing with them and I don't know that it really impacted the sound, but well, it's what's your take on it it's, like as live performers? It's energy. Yeah. Like when that comes back to you, yeah. whether it's, five people, 50 people, 50,000 people, whatever it is, you see that. And you, even if you can't hear it, when you see those people mouthing along and you know, they're singing it, like that's, that comes back to you mm -hmm. and that okay. just fuels you on stage. That's, that's how I feel about it, and that's what I've always gotten out Because I didn't it. want to feel selfish about it, because I've been to Mondo concerts my whole life, tons of concerts, you know, all kinds of concerts. And I, I never, it didn't really hit me until the Petty one, because there was so much emotion yeah. in my life in general, and we can all relate to Petty. And it was like my, my, my story of my life. Like, I remember it was that song, and that song, and that song. So it was just, a, okay, appreciate the feedback on that. Of course. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. So when you're talking about being like on the wireless guitar and like jumping off stage, <laughs> yeah. do you like, do you surprise yourself? You're like, I'm so punk rock, right? Like some of the moves that you do, you're like, I didn't see that coming. Like, I don't know where that came from. Yeah. That's none of that is planned. I mean, the thought of the first time I did that, it was, wasn't a thought of like, I'm doing this before. Yeah. Um, it just happened in the moment. And I like, you know, talking about the crowd and stuff. I, you know, b when you get in off the stage and you get down on their level and you're just with them and you kind of involve them a little bit. Yeah. It, I think that like, it's just an ex like, you know, ec ecstatic. It's, I don't know yeah. how else. And they get, they kind of like, get closer to you and it's nothing planned out. I mean, it's just, if it, yeah. you know, so since that, I think that might've been the first time I did it. Okay. And everyone, I just kind of went around the crowd and like people were kind of crowding around me and I was like, you know, that, like the darkness. And if you ever seen the darkness or uh -huh. like videos of them, but he does that. This, mm. Um, can't remember his name, the singer, you know, lead singer, guitar player of the darkness. Uh, so, I mean, to be honest, I've, that's where I went to a darkness show a long time ago. And that never left my mind because he went into the crowd on the shoulders of like a huge bouncer and he just shreds. <laughs> and, and it's like from, a, you know, if you're like from a, from like, a, you know, a few feet away, you can't really see the top of the guy who's actually carrying him. So it looks like he's floating around and he's just shredding on his white Les oh Paul. Gosh. And you know, just <laughs> that's the, that's, so. that's the energy, man. That is the community. Like we're all rocking together. There's the music yeah. makers and here's the music lovers. And I, the first time I was Bon Scott carried uh or no, Brian Johnson carried Angus Young out on his shoulders at the Rochester war Memorial. Oh yeah. 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 Like, nice. It was amazing. Amazing. Need it. Love it. <clears throat> yep. So I think it just brings it together. Cause I think the experience of live music is, it's not like, mm. 
you know, we're on this big pedestal. Yeah, we're playing our songs, we're performing, we're doing the best we can, we're having a blast, but it's, I like the feeling of togetherness. Like, mm-hmm. we're all just doing this together. So do we. No, That's you're... the point of it. We're being, you know, it's like being of service yeah. to the people that want to come. It's like going to a baseball game. It's, right. you know, it's, right you're, they're being of service to the people that, you know, right on. That's what it's about. When you guys sit down in your meetings about, when you, for your rehearsals, and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, we should throw a cover or two in there, how do you go about arranging it? Does that make sense? Because I can't imagine that you play it the exact same way that Tom Petty does. We don't. Uh, we definitely play it more, you know. Aggressive. Yeah, more aggressive, maybe a little bit faster. And I think just the tones, like the guitar tones are a little more modern sounding. It's kind of like, I guess, Queens of the Stone Age-ish, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Meets Tom Petty playing this song kind of, you know. like. So when you guys sit down, you're like, yeah, we got to do this Tom Petty song. Like, how does that come to be? Like, how did particularly this song for you in your set? How did you guys? I think it was we jammed on what three Tom Petty covers, and that was the one that just felt right. Yeah, it just felt yeah. it felt right. I think we did "Won't Back Down" and uh, yeah, we did yeah. that one and um, "Running Down a Dream." Running down a dream. Yeah, but so it's like you all me. know kind of how to play it, but you just do it in your own way and like see how it comes just out. Just jamming out. Yeah. yeah. Also, this one isn't like the one that everyone expects True. you're gonna cover from Tom Petty. Yeah. So people would come up to us after. I mean, still, like we just played in Vegas a few weeks ago, and the sound guy, this old English guy who looks like he's been around for you know 50 years doing this, and he's just like, oh, "How are you guys? Uh, you know, <laughs> like, oh, you guys, are, I'm a fucking Martinist and not working tonight. So I hope you can fucking hear." He like it was, yeah. you know, he was like really rough on the edges, but really cool. And he was at this little sound booth, and it was at a place called Dive Bar. And as soon as we kicked into this, I looked at him and he had this huge smile on his face. And this guy's wearing like, you know, I mean, he's like a heavy metal looking dude, you know, type of type of guy. And he yeah. loved it. So people like after you, every you, show you, always say like, oh, I love that you played that Tom Petty song. Yeah, you, you know? can't you can't yeah. unglue the connection and music is an echo. The return of which is going to be any anything goes like an echo is going to come back almost as hello, hello, hello. But a yeah. song is going to come yeah. back. <laughs> You know, it's all, that's what it is, man. Yeah. It's just, and you can't, you can't deny, it. you can't stop it. I love it. Yeah. All right, good song pick. I can't wait for Chuck song Berry. Song number three. Down what I think it's going to be here. <laughs> I think you know. Ooh. I've seen the streets in the west I've driven down the 90 Well, hell, I've seen America's best I've been through the Rockies Just gonna let this simmer for a well, second I've seen Saskatoon I've driven down the Highway 1 Just hoping that I'd see you soon Cause I'm coming home this is your tour song. Yeah. Yep. Well, I've never been to Alaska. Who is this? Talk about this song. This is an artist. Uh, well, the band's called City in Color. The singer is named Dallas Green. So it's kind of a solo project of his that turned into more of a band project. Okay. The name City in Color comes from his name, Dallas Green. Okay. City, yeah, city in color. And color. Yep. Right. He is from, I believe, Toronto. He's probably 
in the top three of my favorite singers or most influential on me as a singer. Have like you met to, him? I have not met him. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I've met a lot of people. I have not met Dallas. Yeah, okay. He is based in Canada. So, I mean, I've seen him, his show probably seven times, eight times. Mm-hmm. Every time he comes even anywhere close to LA, I'm like, I'm there. So I've been, this is, I think, 2006, this came out. This was like a demo of songs. He was in a band called Alexis on Fire and still, he still is, I guess. He he left the band because this got so big mm-hmm. and I guess he came back and they've been, they kind of do festivals and stuff. Alexis on Fire is like a hardcore uh, metal project out of Canada as well. Mm-hmm. I was introduced to this singer, Dallas, by a producer of my band at the time in 2006. His name is Divine Styler. Okay. Divine so Styler. Does he know Patrick Dude? Or Patrick Dude? He doesn't. Him. But Divine Styler, if I'm going to actually try to send this to him because I have, I've been wanting to talk to Divine in so long. He's actually like, he's a very influential hip hop MC and also a great singer and songwriter, producer. Mm-hmm. He's produced songs for Everlast, nice. um, House of Pain, and. Uh, beyond, I think it's uh, Styles of Beyond was a like a very like popular underground West Coast hip hop group that he did a lot of work for. So anyway, he was producing this band I was in. He was kind of like the sort of band developer, and you know we weren't signed or anything, but we had a couple of things flying around in the air. Anyway, that fell apart. It's a mm-hmm. different story, and there were some rough times that I was going through at the time. And uh, he he gave me this on a CD. So this is in 2006. This wasn't like. You know, people still had CDs. So he handed this to me. He's like, you're going to really love this guy. Check this out. I played it in my car when he, when I, you know, we went and met up for lunch or something and hung out and gave me the CD. And as I was leaving, I put, put the, you know, CD in my truck that I was driving at the time. And uh, I was hooked immediately. Like I've heard his voice and I was like, just locked yeah. in. I was like, what is this? And I just couldn't stop listening to it. I probably listened to the song like millions of times. I mean, so, so it started out kind of like yeah. a, a business type yeah. thing, like check this artist out. But at the same time, in your life, there were some things going on. Yeah, there was. It was. Yeah, definitely. So, so an emotional bridge was built as well through this. Absolutely. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, I was uh, in 2006, October 2nd, 2006. I went to rehab. So I've that was the day I got sober. So this was about, I think at the end of that year, and it might have been early 2007 now that I think about it, if I'm going back like to actual dates when I got the CD. So it was either like late 2006 or early 2007. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of songs on that first record he did that spoke to me in a lot of ways, but this was just like, again, like probably the catchiest song. It was like the standout song on that album. There's a lot of great songs, but this one kind of was my favorite one to kind of, it was yeah. like the go-to like first song hit, like, let me play this one. Um, that year was a tough year for me because it was like uh, there was a lot of things going on. I was trying to, you know, relearn how to live life without chemicals, mm-hmm. sort of like navigating being in L.A. because I had just moved to L.A. in 2005 and had, a you know, a fun but very rough year. Uh, that first year and change I was here. Coming home was like, you know, it was a debate in my mind of like, am I going to go home? Am I going to. Home to Seattle. Home to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And kind of what am I going to do? Yeah. Like, can I be a musician? And not be doing drugs and and living that lifestyle because I, all my heroes, you know, or a lot of my heroes were, 
obviously the, 20, the 27 club yeah 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 I, I got a name drop i mean i just it's, have to let's do it because bill w is a good friend of mine oh yeah, yeah. Real, i know, bill. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, know bill. you know the doctor you met uh, the doctor I know, yeah yeah, okay. yeah bob good old bob yeah, yeah. Good friend. i, I gotta just drop names like left side, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes yeah. day, after, day after tomorrow 21 i'm legal oh. day after tomorrow 21 wow yeah. congrats bro likewise congrats, congrats to you yeah <laughs> that's awesome man yeah yeah, yeah. I love that. Cool. It's been a theme wow. this weekend. <laughs> That's great, dude. A little bit. Can you nice. talk about what it was that made you decide, like, I need to clean up? Was there, like, a moment where you're like, yeah, I got to change something? I mean, there was many of those moments. Um, I had those moments when I was 14, 15, 16. Sure, sure, sure. You know, there was a lot of divine intervention that I chose to not pay attention to because <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. I'll give you one moment. It was probably a few weeks before I went into rehab, which by the way, I wasn't forced to go in. I wasn't yeah. like, uh, but that was a miracle, but I wasn't, you know, that's uh, the way it works though. I mean, you can't order. force someone to do it and right. have it and expect it to work. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I had a moment where my brother and I, my older brother, two years older, had just moved to LA mm -hmm. at the time. And we had gone to a John Mayer concert. Oh. At Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, it was called at the time. I think it's something different now. So we were walking in, and I had told my brother that I wasn't going to drink, and I was trying to, you know, not drink and, you know, kind of be chill. And I got this. I can control this. I'll be good. Mm -hmm. And I probably hadn't had a drink, you know, been clean for like two or three weeks. And, my, you know, my parents at this point were kind of obviously very worried, and they were talking to my brother and keep an eye on him and, you know, that kind of yeah. thing, you know? So we went to the show and I told my brother I was going to drink and we literally walked in to the show and, like, I immediately I just walked right to the to the uh, beer, beer, line. Yeah. beer line. My brother looked at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm getting a beer. And he's like, what's wrong with you? You just told me you weren't going to, you know? And I was like, I don't know. And I, I just I didn't have an answer for him. I was like, I don't know. But I know I need a beer. It's a jacked up disease, <laughs> yeah. man. It's yeah. a jacked up disease. Like, I don't know. And it's like, and I saw the pain in my brother's eyes. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, my brother and I are very, are work very close, but we're not the most like, um, I guess, vocal about how we emotionally. Feel. Yeah. Right. Like we don't, we're not like, I love you, man. You know, we're not really like that, but we know. And I saw this look in my brother's eyes I'd never seen before. And I finally felt the effect that I was causing yeah. to others. So that was the moment where I was like, okay. And I got, of course, I got wasted. I couldn't remember the show. My brother part, and we, you know, we drank together that night. We had fun. Sure. And we had a lot of good times together. So anyway, I don't remember the show. And I, like, I felt like, <laughs> I, I don't remember anything. Like, I remember literally, all I remember is walking in, getting a beer, and that's the last I remember. Uh -huh. uh, and then, you know, the next day, like, I kind of felt so shameful about it, and it just wouldn't leave my mind, uh, that feeling of, like, this, the effect that I was causing others and the look on my brother's face. I kept, you know, replaying it in my mind and- just sent me into a tailspin for a few weeks, and then at, during you know after that three yeah. week, yeah, in the journal ride. of life, these songs around these mm -hmm. times in our lives when we transition, we grow or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely I, I can understand why you would choose that because there's yeah. there's yeah. music that goes along with that experience. It's it's I mean I'm sure with any kind of disease, people get yeah, you know, over cancer or whatever, and the, the the music that 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 joins that is pretty powerful. We're over mm -hmm. heartache. Thank you for sharing or, yeah. that. Yeah, thanks yeah, for of course, that. man. Yeah. Carl, had you ever heard that song before? 
No, no. I was kind of looking around and looking at Max, and he's winking at me, and I'm like, fuck, you stumped me. <laughs> <laughs> Carl was wanting to hear, like, Paradise City. I, 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 <laughs> actually, actually, I think we can, tell, we can tell Carl now the real reason you're here, Carl, is not for this show, but we're worried about you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I've had those we moments. We have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Ma- Maggie's really a therapist. Right, so right. that's why I'm here. Yeah. All right. Psych. <laughs> are, we, are we at four? Song number four. Get it! Get it! Yeah! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Someone is excited about this. Yeah. Oh, I love Chuck Berry, man. <laughs> I oh, yeah, love man. Chuck Berry. Deep down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans, way back up in the woods among the evergreens. Is it terrible? I can't help but think of Back to the Future. That's terrible, right? Everything's hey, good. A, it's okay. all good. That's, a that's where this comes right from. Hey, how about that? That's the There's moment the where I. That's how I discovered guitar. Oh my Back God. to the Future? Yeah. Stop it. Tell me Marty more. Marty McFly. Not even. I wanted kidding. to be Marty McFly. I still want to be Marty McFly. Right? There's, there's no coincidences. This that is no truck is still cool. Oh, it, yeah. It is still a cool truck. That I mean, I've watched that movie. It's, you know, again, it's hard to pick favorites, but that's. I could mm-hmm. watch that movie. Over and over and over and like I love that movie and that scene yeah. I, and I want that guitar. I still to this day I'm not. <laughs> I'm looking for that guitar. Uh-huh. I know Johnny Marr, who's another big influence of mine from the Smiths. He has that. He rocks that guitar. Noel Gallagher. Mm-hmm. I will have one. Okay. Someday. Soon. Put it out there. Hello, universe. <laughs> That's so funny. Bring it to me, please. It's so great. Maggie, Maggie's like, I'm so Get embarrassed first. because I'm thinking of Back to the Future. And Max is like, That's it, exactly. I love this show. I love this freaking I'm, show. I'm thinking That's it. Like but that. you did say, though, like your dad was into this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I had heard this song uh, in my dad's car mm-hmm. probably more than any other. So my dad would not let me change the music. And, you know, if he ever hears this, I'm going to give him a hard time because he would always say, this is my car. When you have your car, you can play whatever you want. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. everyone's dad told that's, him that's that. Right? That's right. That's in the Constitution. Yeah, if you exactly. read the Constitution. Exactly. Yeah. The so, uh, Dad, I have my own car now. Um, and funny enough, I actually listened to the music that you played for me that I didn't want to listen to back then. Um, all the time. Except for Johnny Begut. No, I loved all the music my dad played. Except for the, he used to play like some very like trippy jazz stuff like Count Basie and uh, you know, Charlie Parker and he would like my dad would just be, you know, you know, air saxophoning and whatever, air trumpeting cool. and you know that's yeah. very cool. <laughs> very and cool. I would just like I wanna hear like the um the guitar thing. I wanna hear uh you know, that rock and roller or Elvis. I love Elvis. Cool. And so I would like, my dad would let me dive through the tapes and I would be like, is this one cool? Like, is it, can I play this one? Mm-hmm. Like all the fif- like 50s hits. Yep. He would order them on these like, you know, commercials. Yeah. Uh, so the tapes would come in the mail and like the glove box would open and it would just pour out of yep. tapes, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Johnny Be Good was definitely my favorite 50s rock song. Mm-hmm. And then when Back to the Future came out and I saw it, that scene, I was just like, I, you know, relevant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, still right now thinking about watching that, that performance that he puts on in that movie is just amazing. Mm. Yeah. So your dad can't be all of where you found your music. Who was the person in your life that introduced you to music? Do you know what I mean? Um, like when you started discovering for yourself, like who was your bud that you would share? Well, MTV was a good bud. Oh, I nice. mean, I would like in the eighties, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, definitely that was a go-to. And I had friends that would, you know, I mean, at the time, 
Like a friend in yeah, high there school. There wasn't YouTube. There wasn't right. any of this stuff that these kids have. It point. was MTV yeah. and that was it. Yeah. That was all I knew. There yeah. wasn't, I, I didn't have the ability to go like to the store and like buy a magazine to like, you know, look for new stuff. So it was just MTV and whatever older friends mm-hmm. I had. Like my brother was older. So some of his friends would be playing stuff. Right. And I'd be like, what is that? You know, discovering new bands. Yeah. That way. Uh, another influential friend uh, of mine, his name's Matt Ross. Mm-hmm. I, I just saw him recently. He lives in Seattle or outside of Seattle now. Uh, but he's a DJ. So when we were kids, you know, just before high school, he had stacks of records. Like he was already DJing and spinning like Lionel Richie. And then he would go to like, you know, Run DMC. And mm-hmm. then he would go to Faith No More. Like that's how I discovered Faith No More or like got in, more into Faith No More. Sure, another sure. one of my favorite bands, but... So we'd be in Matt's basement in the early 90s, like yeah. spinning records and smoking weed. That's, you know? that's and so cool. Junior audio files are the best. Yeah, like Matt introduced me to so much music. That's awesome. Like, like a lot of 70s stuff. and like just... My guy was Kevin Dunn. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. There's always a guy who's got all the shit. So to this day, like, uh-huh. like I, I would even like, I could go to Seattle for a couple days just to like visit my family. And Matt and I would will meet up. And he's got kids now, so it's harder. But... And all Matt and I will do is like we'll get in the car and just drive around and listen to music. Nice. Yeah. For like two, three hours a clip, like easily, and just like talk about okay, my turn, like playing yeah. songs back and forth. And That's how this show it. was developed. That's yeah. how we yeah. created. <laughs> Isn't so, this fun? <laughs> yeah, this is great. Yeah. yeah. This awesome. is what it is, what we do. Yeah. All right, here we Beautiful. go. Song number five. Wow. We had a fist bump there. Oh yeah. Yep. Born to lose. Who is this? Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers. Not to be uh, confused with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Not copywritten. Yeah, no, that's very true. You can't really copyright or trademark a backing band, as far as I know. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll consult Google later, I guess. That's what Carl's here for. (laughs) By the way, fun fact about Carl. You could ask Carl uh, directions. Uh, You could be in uh, anywhere... Maybe it, Europe, but in the States, like he'll know every freeway possible. Hmm. It's the weirdest thing. I'm like, Carl, like, oh, we're, we're going to be in Idaho and then uh, we've got to get to, you know, so and so the next day. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, take the uh, the 107 and the bubble. Like, 15, right? <laughs> we could, we could ta- this, this could be another show. I'm in, in Brussels, own. Belgium in two weeks and I need to make it to Frankfurt. I'm guessing yeah. the Take a train. The train. <laughs> Good enough. So why this song? Okay. The first thing I think about when I hear this, even the intro riff, is our experience opening up for the LAMF tribute band, which was the end of last year. LAMF is the name of this record. Like a motherfucker. Yes, sir. Ah, okay. So uh, a couple (laughs) musicians you might have heard of, we opened up for. Mike Ness from Social D was Uh singing. Yeah, Wow, that's so Um, cool. Glenn Matlock from the Sex Pistols was playing bass. <laughs> really? Clem Burke from Blondie was playing drums. Wow. And Walter Lohr from the Heartbreakers was playing guitar. Oh, so man. we got to open up two shows for them and also Jesse Mallon mm. uh, from New York. Yeah. So who Carl was 
uh, good friends with. So anyway, we got this great opportunity to open up two shows for them, sold out shows. Yeah. Um, so when I hear this riff, it like and I saw them playing it in the soundtrack, and that's a whole other story. That if we go into that, I'll let Carl tell that we, story. Yeah. But uh, it just reminds me of the moment before we're going on stage. So Mike Ness from Social D for me is one of my like favorites and heroes since yeah. I was a kid as well. Like he is just a badass motherfucker, right. you know, uh, and a great songwriter and a great performer and just a, a great human being as well. So. You know, he's he comes off as this like, yeah, you know, this <laughs> badass guy on stage. Like he's just, no one's gonna fuck with this guy. You know, like is he like a puppy dog? Yeah, sweetheart. Teddy See, dog. that's why people yeah. dig like him. Dad. I think I, I didn't know that about him. I mean, those were my New York City days. You know, social and and I didn't, I, I wouldn't, not that it matters, but that's cool. Maybe that's why people yeah. love it. You know, it, it it bleeds through somehow all that aggression. There's yeah. a lot yeah. of truth in what he says too. Yeah. It's like yeah. he's he's a guy that has. Live some shit, done some shit, seen some shit. Yeah. Come out the other side. So it's a guy like yeah. me is allowed to love it. Well, you know, like I, I would mean, never get along with him, but for you, some reason I love you this you shit. You guys <laughs> have a lot in common with Mike in terms of like, mm -hmm. it's been a long time since either one of you guys have had a drink, and it's the mm -hmm. same thing for Mike. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Which is another reason why I love Mike Ness. Mm -hmm. One mm -hmm. of those, you know, I mean, there's a, there's quite a few of those musicians of mine that, or those heroes of mine that were, you know, that got sober and, taught me through their actions that you can do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's actually better. Mm -hmm. You know? He's probably um, a better player now than he was when he was wasted. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I there's mean, the, there's that ideology that a lot of young kids uh, sometimes get up with. It's badass to die behind drugs. But it's kind of cool to live, you know, and get older. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. a lot to be said to that. And it's, it's so much better, like, yeah. to be able to experience it. Because, I, you know, I, like, I, I don't like running out of drugs. Like, it's not fun. I just want to keep doing more. And like, it, there's always a come down. And for this, it's like, you know, you get used to not doing it and you play a great show and you're just, you feel great for days yeah. and it's natural. Oh, I get that. Um, but anyway, back to this, this song, mm -hmm. it reminds me of right before we went on stage. So we were at the venue, you know, for soundtrack and we were there early and we've been waiting around for a long time. None of us had slept much because we had left early in the morning and we were in San Diego at a venue called the belly up. I'm anticipating, you know, getting on stage and oh my God. And like, you know, we were walking around probably like around doors and people were starting to come in. I was like, oh, there's not that many people here. And, you know, a little bit of time went by and we were backstage. So about an hour, I think, maybe after doors or something oh, like that. That place was so full. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Jeff Ahmed from Pearl Jam was back there. Wow. And like our guitar player, Trevor, was like, staring like, <laughs> like at, in a direction like he looked like he was like staring in a space and i was like yo you all right <laughs> like bro what's going on and he's like dude and he's like elbowing me he's like Shh. like look you know i look over it's jeff ahmed and i was like oh shit i was like we're about to, we're about to play yeah and jeff ahmed is here like yeah. what yeah. so we're standing there and the four of us are kind of looking at each other and we're getting like the nerves are like you know, I mean, exciting, great. Not yeah. like super nervous where I can't go out and play with the butterflies. And this energy was like swirling around. And it's a small little backstage area and there's two dressing rooms. So all of a sudden, out comes Mike. Hmm. And Mike comes out talking. He's like, hey, guys, you guys ready? <laughs> How you guys doing, man? Like, you know, I gave him our um, one of our merch shirts because it's like a, our logo is a girl. Uh, it's like an old pinup girl with tattoos and boxing gloves. And Mike is really into boxing. Oh, cool. So... You know, I gave him the shirt and he's holding it up. He's like, oh, what size is this? I'm like, it's a medium. You you want it? Like, I'll, I'd like to give you one, Mike. And, you know, I know you like boxing. He goes, oh, this is a cool tattoo. Uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll get this as a tattoo. I was like, I'll get the scully if you get that. 
And they just started talking to us and, uh, you know, probably at least five minutes we were chatting about where we're all from and this, that, and the other, and we're about to go on. And all of a sudden the stage manager comes back. He's like, Max Fight, you know, you're on in two minutes. And Mike's like, you know what that means? We'll be right back here listening to you. And it was a moment of like, I, I can't believe this is happening. Like, yeah. like we've worked all worked really, really hard, you know, yeah. at this craft and we love it. And we've been doing this for a long time. So, you, you know, to meet your idol. Yeah. And, and, you know, it wasn't just a casual thing. It's like we're playing right now. We're about to go play. And Mike Ness says, have a great show. We're going to be listening to you back here. And it was like, wow. And then, you know, next thing you know, we go up the stairs on stage and it's just packed. Oh, yeah. And the energy like just swirling around that place was like just intoxicating. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I have a there. sense that'll never seem normal to you. Yeah. you know, it'll always be super exciting. It's oh, like, it, it was know, amazing. Yeah. When your idols, your, your your fellows, you know, it's I, I hope it's always exciting. It yeah. was it, it was awesome. Normal. Yeah. It was great. And yeah. so, you know, when I hear that song, it just reminds me of that night. Because that, that was the, that. Ex- now, when they went on stage, did you watch from the front or did you stay in the back? Oh, we were on the side of the stage. Like on that, the, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're got, like, you're not gonna not watch. No. I've got full. Yeah. I've got like a couple like little videos that are on our Instagram page. If anyone wants to check it out, Max underscore fight of the LAMF and Jesse Mallon, I think. But the, yeah. the I'm like right in front of Mike. Yeah, and I'm just shooting some video of him just crushing it. Cool. You know, just, <laughs> just you know, cool. just like I mean, he's got this swag that is just you know he. Just, the, and the, there's nothing you can't you can't top it. Yeah, he's one of a kind. Right. You know, so it just reminds us of that night. And we went out and, we, and there's a couple of videos of us uh, on YouTube that were posted from that night. So you can check that out too. Max fight and it's Devil and Me is up from the belly up and Domino, okay. um, which is an unreleased song. But that is also on YouTube. We'll link to it in the blog for sure. Cool. Very cool. cool. Yeah. Yep. All right, Carl, your turn. Raither. What we're gonna do is we're gonna do this song. We were making this for. The home video. Nothing like live. Uh-huh. From the cat Actually, house. that's wrong. It'll be on the home video. But what we're making this for is ourselves. <laughs> so, like, you know, if we made a nice video uh-huh. for MTV, we could put it out and sell more records. Yes! <laughs> and this is the studio track. fucking love this song. I mean, uh, obviously. I, I, right yeah. Where's it take you? Where's yeah. it take oh, God. you? It takes me so many fucking places. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I mean, I heard this song when I was nine years old. Wow. Like, the older kids in my neighborhood were all listening to, like, you know, all that shit coming off a of sunset that I was like, I don't understand this at all, you know? My parents didn't really <laughs> listen to, like, m- music or the radio that much. It's like... The Beatles broke up, and it's like they turned off the radio. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's like I grew up, like, my dad graduated from college in 65, and they had, like, this mixtape they sent out, you know, for, like, Sounds 65, come to the Princeton reunion, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was, like, mm-hmm. like great stuff. Mm-hmm. And I loved it, and I still do. I mean, it's like I come back to it, and I'm like, wow, that's really good songwriting. But I was listening to, like, you know, 
this station in DC called like 105.1 WAVA and they were playing like the greatest hits of the 80s. Like I can sing along to every single one hit wonder of the 80s, but I don't know who the fuck wrote it. Nine years old? You were nine years old. Yeah. And then I heard Mm -hmm. Guns N' Roses. Like, bam. You know, I think it was like me and my friend Spencer and we were like two of the three kids in our neighborhood that we're kind of the, the middle kids. You could either like be the kings of the younger kids or go be the runts <laughs> trying to keep up with the older kids. Right. And like the other kid, he wanted to be the goat. He wanted to be the king of the little kids. Me and Spencer wanted to roll with the big kids. Right. And yeah, somebody somebody had like a, a boom box and mm. put on Appetite. And I don't know how Welcome to the Jungle slipped past me, but I heard that opening bass line to It's So Easy and like the hair stood up on the back of my neck. It just cool. did that for to, me. Yeah. I mean, that, and it still does that. 30, what, 31 years later? You know, 31 years later That's after cool. that record comes out and it still does that to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I want to go run in the streets just tearing my clothes off, yeah. setting shit on fire and breaking everything in sight. <laughs> Like, like, like the Pentagon, you know, the, the White House. Yeah. yeah, you know, go paint the White House Avenue black. B, I mean, C. just, just like Georgetown. You know, I mean, yeah, all the, all the fucking yuppies in Georgetown that are still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You You're know. not bitter at all. My sister just I'm moved to Reston. I, I got to go see my sister in Reston in a couple weeks. Reston, I'm sorry. Virginia. Yeah, well, we'll work it out. Reston, Reston has like stuff to do now. I hope. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. I mean, back then, like. You went to Reston to like try to get booze. You okay, know, well that's when you were in high school because like they were dumb enough to sell you booze at the Seven Eleven. I'm gonna like Reston. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened? You got blown away by this. And oh then my you, god! Did you start taking music or was it I, just air jamming? What up? Yeah, no, I I I wanted to. I I was a, I was a swimmer for most of my life, so that kind of took a lot of time and, and energy and I think it also kept me focused and out of a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Right, right. On. But, you know, I mean, I, I still I don't know, I had anger issues, I guess. I, I had I couldn't quite figure out how to express things going on within me. Mm-hmm. Um and it's an outlet. I, well, yeah, exactly. And my my parents, God bless them, bought me a drum kit. I mean, <laughs> I paid him back for it. You know, I, I shoveled a lot of driveways Shut during up. the winter. I, you know, I worked during the summers, like as a lifeguard, you know, to, you know, and even, uh, you know, mowing, I mowed a lot of lawns during the summer before singing I was legally tune, allowed to work in Virginia yeah. to pay for that drum set. But that drum set really got those aggressions out of me. And I mean, I could probably play every song on Appetites on the drums to this day because I would go down in the basement and yeah. just thrash and play along to Appetite for Destruction. I'm sure it was 10 minutes in and your parents were already regretting it. No, actually, they didn't. I think, I don't think they minded it. Good. You yeah. know, I think in my, in my, in my, yeah, yeah, at least we know where he is. Yeah, that's you true. Know? I mean, I could have, I could have really been getting into a lot of gnarly bad shit if I'd really, really put my mind to it. it sure. you know, it's, you know, that, 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 that's <laughs> he a was doing thing. that shit in Seattle, and I was, you know, <laughs> trying not to do that shit in Virginia. Yeah. Um. But I mean, just to this day, I mean, Guns N' Roses—that's like the first rock band that like really stuck in my brain and in my core, and I can just nerd out over over them. That's what all, that's what we're here all for. Day long. That's what we're here I for. Mean, that's just, why the tune shuffle. I mean, Duff is such an incredible bass player and such a gifted songwriter in his own mind or own, not mind um but in his own right um you know i've I, i've played like a lot of duff's like solo stuff for max and it's like 
Yeah, shit's pretty good. You know? I was like 21, so man. I mean, I was in Boston and kind of involved in the Boston music scene in the uh, late 80s and early 90s. And I just remember when this, you know, when, when Guns N' Roses hit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. There's nothing you can say. Yeah. I mean, it was just, listen, rock, listen, rock. You know, yeah. there wasn't a lot of conversation at first. It was just too powerful. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's like if, if you saw them on like, you know, the, the Not In This Lifetime tour, like, you know, with Duff and Slash coming coming mm-hmm. home, basically, you know, going going back to playing with Axel again. It's like, it just got that, that, that thing between those three is like still there. You got a GR Inc. or no? Uh, no, I mean, I should. That'd be, that'd be sacrilege. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that would be sacrilege. I, I mean, I, that, I might mean be sacrilege. That, would be, that would probably like really hitting it on the head. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story, I think Carl likes Guns N' Roses. Agreed. Mm. I second. I think. (laughs) Well, these have been such awesome songs, you guys. Thank you so much for sharing them. I want to switch into a game that we like to call band name or bar name, and we will let Hollywood Seek Grow Up and take over from here. That's right. This is Y-Tune Shuffle's exclusive quiz show called Is It a Band Name or Is It a Bar Name? (laughs) We travel around the world each week based on suggestions from our primary previous guests and i research hip spots and hip bands and then i create this game along with the help of amazing megan afield who allows me to do it uh called (laughs) is it a band name or is it a bar name and we are traveling up to portland maine across the country Go north. Uh, the, you, the other the Portland? Yeah, I-95 from we Washington, D.C. We take 95 up. But <laughs> from about, here, we, would you No take, joke. Uh, from here, you want to take I-40. Thank you. All the way to just west or east of Chattanooga. Pick up 77 um, and then probably... Fuck, I don't know, 66 to 95. I'm gonna, I, I believe it. I, I, believe I know, it. I was like, you could be lying. My series not there. Okay, we're, we've arrived. We've arrived. All right, we're there. Rayther, we're, we're there. And now uh, I'm going to say, hey, you guys want to go uh, grab some food at Infinity? It's, it's, it's amazing. And uh, we're going to check out Element 78. They're mm. rocking. You know, Ooh. what's up? Or I could just as easily say, um, let's all meet at Element 78 because Infinity's playing and we don't want to miss it. Which is the band name and which is the bar name? Infinity, Element 78. Element 78. Element 78 up there in Portland, I wish I I remembered the periodic table of elements. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. Because gold is like 65. I do know that. I'm going to go with the bar is Element 78. The bar is Element 78, says Rayther. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna say the same thing. Okay. I'm going against it. I'm I'm against you too. You're gonna I'm go saying, to the Infinity uh, yeah. Bar. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Infinity's the bar and Element 78's the band. Infinity's the bar. Well, <clears throat> annoying, <laughs> but Infinity is ambitious and spirited. It offers totally local food and beer. That's Nicely right. Nicely done, Max. Max. Nailed it. Nicely done. Is the name of the, of the bar. <laughs> Element 78 is one of the busiest cover bands in, in the New England area, originally from Maine, performing weddings, nightclubs, corporate events, and <laughs> private parties. They cover everything from current hits by bands like Zach Brown Band and Jack Johnson to classic rock. Element 78, book them now. So I assume they play Guns N' Roses then? Mm-hmm. You'll have to give them a call. <laughs> That's been band name or bar name. Thank you so much for playing, Max. Your job now is to take us anywhere in the world for next week's show so we can research that area and play Ooh, band name or um, bar name. 
Oh, I'm going to have to go back home on this. I'm going to say Seattle. 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 We've not been to Seattle. We're going to go Seattle. Okay, that'll be what? Next and if week? you want to, you know, get more specific, Ballard. B-A-L-L-A-R-D. A-R-D. We'll start with Ballard, but sometimes we do got to reach out. Oh, yeah. the band sometimes. We'll start with oh, Ballard, up there. Seattle. So, folks, tune in next week and uh, play band name or bar name with us. <laughs> Thinking very hard, Max. We would love to kind of recap. Well, I guess we already did your first concert. We did a little bit, yeah. yeah. I could go more into detail if you like. If you have more. Otherwise, I'm just going to ping pong this one to Carl. Yeah, what's yeah, Carl? Yeah, Carl. Let's, what's let's your hear first concert? My first concert? Michael Jackson. No! Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty yeah. rare, man. Which tour would that have been? Bad. Bad. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. How old that? were you? Who did you go with? Yeah. <laughs> I was eight or nine years old. I so don't young. quite remember. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I had I had that record on cassette. So album. Cassette. I should call it an album as opposed to a record, but it was an album I had on a cassette. And I was wearing it out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> loved that album. Still do. And I'd wanted to go and I wanted to go and I wanted to go. But it was a school night and uh-huh. I was young and my sister was even younger. I'm not sure if my sister fully remembers it. I think she was too young. But she got to go too. And That's so cool. So we were at school and my mom came down and pulled us out of school. Oh, cool. And she wouldn't say why. So she thought she's, you in trouble. Yeah, I thought like something bad had happened. You know, it's like something bad did happen. I know. Touche, touche. And uh, yeah, she pulled me and my sister out of school, took us home, <laughs> and like we had to get dressed. Which like we, so I think I had wore like a, a blazer and a tie or something. Oh my god! Yeah, Jackson I think show? so. That's so well, because funny. we had to go down to my dad's work, and my dad worked at the State Department. I guess somebody couldn't go. And was looking mm. around, like, you know, to to get rid of his tickets. And my dad was like, I'll take him. Wow. <laughs> that is so cool. Johnny on the spot. Yeah. RFK? Was it at RFK? No, or was... it was at the old Capitol Center in oh. Landover, Maryland. Capitol Center. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's so nice. cool. Very yeah. Cool. And yeah, we uh, the, the Jacksons opened the show. And then Michael came out and did a full headlining set. And then the encore was the Jackson 5 for like three or four songs That's something cool. like that yeah. yeah yeah it was it was amazing that was that was my first concert cool yeah. beautiful yeah all right max <laughs> last show what was the last concert you went to it was the last show that i went to to see a band that i love was one that we played at as well does that count yeah um i'll say the walking papers the walking that papers. was a the good night papers. that was a good show it was a great night for us as well we we had a great time uh, that was in Tacoma, Washington. Okay. The Walking Papers, if you don't know who they are, they're fronted by a singer-songwriter, guitar player named Jeff Angel, who is a Seattle legend at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a badass singer, great songwriter, great player, great stage presence. Uh, his voice is great, just great cadence. Um, his performances are great. Uh, so The Walking Papers are formed by Jeff Angel, Duff McKagan. Carl, do you know who Duff is? No idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of Guns N' Roses. <laughs> yes. And Barrett Martin Screaming from The trees. Screaming Trees and also Mad Season. From So he's a amazing drummer. Um, so, and who else was, was it just three of them? Oh no, what's it? Ben Anderson. Ben Anderson on the keyboard. Ben Anderson on keys. Yeah. Uh, all the harmonies. Yeah, he's, he's such, uh, I mean, they're all just ridiculously talented. So they've got a couple of records out. They just put out a second record. 
I think it was a three or four years after the first one. Maybe. Yeah, about four years. Yeah, they were great that night. Then the 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 way the band is now, it's a little bit different than like the four piece that I was introduced to it as. Like Carl showed me them. Uh, I knew who Jeff Angel was. I, I'd heard of the band, but I never like kind of you know it was one of those things that kind of passed over uh, and didn't get back to. But um, when Carl was like, we were in the van, and Carl was like, you need to listen to this. Let's listen to this. Um, <laughs> so that you know that's how I got obsessed with it. And then a year later, we're opening up for him in Tacoma at a sold-out so show. Cool. We had a venue called Jazz Bones. And, and who's who? How do you find out about Walking Papers? I mean, is it all social media stuff, or like who's playing them on the regular rotation and terrestrial radio? They came down and did a show uh, in like 2012 at the Viper Room. Okay. The original lineup with yeah. like Barrett and Jeff and and Ben and. Um, is it just rabid fans that know no. this stuff is going on and these guys are grouping I mean, up and as stuff a like Guns N' Roses nerd, uh-huh. um, super, anything, super nerd. Yeah, yes, yeah. super nerd. Yeah, I'll go there. Uh, you know, it's like anything Duff does, I'm going to check it out. And, and you know, there's millions of you, thousands of you. Apparently. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's how it's going. All right. <laughs> Needed to know. But yeah, I'm, they, I'm totally out of it. Like, I, I have a day job, so I'm, like, trying to catch up with a lot of stuff, and this show luckily yeah, helps. I had, yeah, I had some friends that were, like, I I had I'd done a gig with another, this was, you know, 2012, where I had opened for Duff's other band, Loaded, at mm. the time. <laughs> and then Walking Papers came through, like, three months later. Got it. All, and both shows have been at the Viper Room. And uh, a friend of mine's band was direct support for Walking Papers that night. And like the name kind of, I I had heard a couple of the tunes by the time I went to the show. And then I went to the show and I was like, wow. Like I didn't know anything about, that was my Jeff Angel discovery moment. Then. I, I hope people cool. listen yeah. and hear this and go and, and I wish. I, I'm and glad. research new music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Angel, there's two L's. Angel. Jeff Angel with two L's. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this is the point of the show where you promote away. What are you working on? Ooh. Where can we buy your albums? How do we Yay. find you? Let's start with our website. Maxfight.com is the website. So the name of the band is Max Fight. M-A-X, two words. M-A-X, F like Frank, I as an idea, T as in Tom, E as in Edward. <laughs> Sorry, that's a habit because yeah. I have to always <laughs> tell people how to. Well, F is like S and you know, et cetera. Yeah. Max, Echo. they think Matt. Echo. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, so Max Fight is the name of the band. Maxfight.com has all of our info, um, you know, new music coming out, stuff like that, um, tour show, you know, tour dates, shows, all that stuff is all there. Um, our Instagram, Max underscore Fight. Of course, you can catch all of our info there as well. Uh, or Facebook and, you know, all the usual Twitter, et cetera. So we have uh, one record out that's been out for two years this month. Uh, The EP is a six-song EP. It's called Shake It On Down. The single for that album that we did a video for is called Devil and Me, so there's an actual music, official music video for that. Cool. So we have some new music coming out. We're going to start releasing singles for the rest of this year. We have a song called Drive All Night that we're shooting a video for on September 3rd here in L.A., uh, so it looks like we'll probably release that song around September 15th, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. We're kind of waiting for, uh, you know, decisions to be made about the cover and album art and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Thank well, you, you guys, this has been so fun. Thank you fun. so much for being on the show. Wonderful oh show. Wonderful yeah. show. Thank you so Max, much. Max, Carl, oh, thank, thank you for coming us. on. David, thank, thank you, you for being for the best us. co-host ever. I love you, Maggie. My name is Maggie Mayfield, and this has been Y-Tunes Shuffle. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, share. We're on all the social medias at Y-Tunes Shuffle. Thanks for listening. Thank you.